Wait, what? Are you kidding? Have you seen what's going on out there? It is just the worst. Hello. Hi, everybody. That was loud, sorry. Yeah, she likes to yell. I'm excited to well, be here. <laughs> <laughs> we are overjoyed to be bringing you episode 11 of Just the Worst. Ooh, 11. 11. We're well into the double digits now. This one goes to 11. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it was so loud. Was a cheap joke. <laughs> cheap. But yes. Cool. What are we going to talk about? I don't know. Some- like the best thing that happened to you today. <laughs> what is the Talk best about our thing favorite that colors. My favorite color is blue. Black. Oh, stop. Really? Black is not a color. Don't you get that a lot? Pink. Pink. I go the other direction. What color is your motorcycle? It's black and silver. Did you ride it this weekend? I did, just for a little bit. I did you crash? I still haven't left my parking lot. No, not yet. That's good. Knock on wood. Probably I, don't. I need to leave my driveway at some point. But she did look up the local biker gangs clubhouse it did so i can stop by yeah it's pretty close yeah i feel like the lapd's information was outdated though (laughs) since google maps showed me an empty lot unless they didn't google it themselves and they're just dumb why is lapd doing things about things up here it was uh oh that's a good question yeah i think that's a misinformation campaign yeah Probably put out by to, said biker gang. Just trying to verify the stupid wing stories again. And we did find some discrepancies. So we apologize for the error. <laughs> yeah. So sorry if you went out and had a gangbang with six people. We're going to need you to up that to 15. <laughs> yeah. No, six is no longer satisfactory. It's not sufficient. Oh, and it has to be a rape. Yeah. Ding. Someone got its wings. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say rape? <laughs> Could that have been any more well-timed? That was beautiful. I don't think so. I'm going to go ahead and mute my computer. So now that we've cleared that up. Yeah. I feel pretty We're going to talk about that. different stuff today. We are going to talk about different stuff. Nothing good, though. No. There's really not that much good going on. I tried to Google good things, and it just ends me up at something bad again. Christmas is coming. That's not good. For some people. Some people fucking love it. I am doing a Secret Santa thing this year, which actually has made Christmas all kinds of new fun. I'm doing Reddit Secret Santa. What is that? Reddit, the website. Yeah, I know what it is, but (laughs) (laughs) I know what Reddit is. They're famous. They have this whole, like, different category called Reddit Gifts. Okay. And they do year-round Secret Santas because, well, Secret 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 Santa isn't good enough. But people, like, crazy cool people participate. Like, somebody got Bill Gates one year. So how how do you how do they you, get your address and stuff? Do you just throw yes, it out there yeah, on you Reddit? Just fill out. No, no, no. It's like the, yeah. <laughs> there my like, address. Hey, is. everyone, send me something. Here's yeah. my address. I trust you, Redditors. Will not doing anything. Gonna say, aren't there nutsos on Reddit? No, you have to go through all the fill out all these forms oh. and then they hook you up with somebody in particular. For but how yeah, long? You can get this one. I think it's just a one time. Okay. Um, I would like Bill Gates to send me gifts all year. That would be nice. Uh, let me see if I can find some of the more famous. He can just give me his there. daughter's leftover horses, and I'd be good. True. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Any of those people? Bloomberg's horses. Mavis Spencer. They've got to have a few just hanging around. Notable secret Santas have included. Oh, Alyssa Milano. <laughs> Who knew? 
<laughs> Who's your dream secret Santa? Mine? Yeah. I don't know that I've ever thought about it enough to have a dream secret Santa. Uh, Honestly. Wait, this is not. Tell, tell me. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Tell me about. a secret Santa story. <laughs> Um, I sent my secret Santa gift off a couple of days ago, and I've had mine for like two weeks, and it's just been sitting there really wanting to be opened. Oh. But I have not opened it because I'm waiting till Christmas. Oh. And I have to say that everybody I know that was participating in this particular secret Santa had not given a shit about Christmas in about 20 years, and all of a sudden everybody was like children again. Like, oh my God, this is the best! And everybody got their shopping done super early. And was very excited about it. And now we're all just waiting to be able to open our presents. Oh, my God. That's freaking cute. Freaking cute. It's so fun. I... I don't think that helped her find her story. Nope. Definitely didn't. No. Sorry. Okay. Well, maybe we should just move on. It's really annoying. Hey, everybody. Get out there. Google it. Yeah. Everybody find out about Reddit. I'm my own least favorite person right now because I'm doing the thing where I'm like, "Mm, I'm just going to ask questions. Yeah. Oh, here you go. But you're also supposed to be talking because this is your podcast. It's all mine. Uh, Bill Nye, the science guy. Oh, that'd be fun. Snoop Dogg. Excellent. You're getting weed. Mini me. No idea what you're getting. No idea. Maybe sharks with lasers on their heads. Um, Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe. 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 You're going to get a shitty job. But I love him. He gives the best advice. Ron Perlman from Sons of Anarchy, <sighs> if you will. <laughs> if you will. Could you imagine? That'd be amazing. That would be pretty cool. But then it says wish list. Will Wheaton, obviously. This is such a I, list of people that like. I'm gonna Redditors Google Will love. Wheaton instead of ask you who he is. No, Patty, come on. I said I'm gonna Google it. You're not nerdy enough. I'm not nerdy enough. Oh, did I? I didn't tell you that I have a, yet another nickname. This is the best one. If you don't think Why I'm do nerdy you enough, keep getting them. Well, they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> Go tell me. Fatty Lard Slim. Oh. So now I'm pretty much called Fatty. Okay, that. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty rude. I know. I told well, them I, I was... cry myself to sleep over it every night. Well, I got chastised from my my high school <sighs> best friends who said, I can't believe you forgot that we used to call you Pumpkinhead. <laughs> <laughs> so one of your friends did actually yes. listen to our podcast. Well, it's because I was saying that I make fun of her in one of the episodes because she's the one who didn't know who steven zoderberg is oh so i was teasing like our group chat about it and i was like jen i make fun of you and i was like it's actually not that bad and it won't phase you in the least because you don't care that you don't know these things which is great good for you she's like you've only made fun of me in one episode <laughs> i was like well at some point i'm gonna have to work in the fact that you do make your husband cut the crust off of your brie cheese whenever we have a cheese plate so that's getting in there so there it is jen Mitch is a lucky me. Wow, I don't know what kind of life Valentina is leading, but she's hanging out with people. She's the next scarf. Who cut the crust (laughs) off their brie. Yeah, she makes her husband do it. And Uh, he's just like a trained little monkey chef. You two couldn't be any whiter if you tried. It's true. It's true. It's so true. Yeah, we'll just be sitting there, and I'm just like watching him, like, what is happening? And I believe I texted our friend who lives in Colorado. was like, something terrible is happening here. And he's like, oh, God, is he cutting the brie over? And I actually was like, what? Are you watching us right now? And he's like, oh. Damn webcams. They do that a lot. But, yeah, just know, like, one of those couples that for so long they've been doing this that, like, it's unspoken. Right. And she'll just, like, hand him a cracker. And he's just, like, over there chatting and, like, cutting away. Oh, that's kind of adorable. It is. Yeah. I suppose. What a nice life they have. <laughs> they do. <laughs> 
Oh, oh yeah. And then her son calls me Auntie Mame. So that's another nickname. Why doesn't she call you Auntie Pumpkinhead? No. <laughs> Mame's cooler. Mame is pretty good. Pumpkinhead. So we can call you Valentina. Well, I tried Fiona to dye my hair red. Or in, Pumpkinhead. I tried to dye my hair red in high school. Yeah. And it did not work. Turned and orange. it came out super orange. Oh. So it's Pumpkinhead. That happens. Which is fine. Yeah. That's a good one. You went to an all girls school. So. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, when you're last. Ooh. It's all said my last name, except everyone's going to know what it is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're not released that incognito. When your last name is Marzrati, like, <laughs> and your first name is Valentina. I think you said it before when we were talking about your dad and his brother. Probably. Yeah. And did, you did read that someone did, in fact, confirm that their names are Luigi, Mario, and Mario. Mario. Yes, I did. <laughs> I'm so happy that somebody listened and responded to our request for more That's information. That's all I want. It's all just callbacks, guys. I just want you to just answer all my questions i want to know that you're engaged yes thank you to us to us i just want to be engaged <laughs> i just want to be able to say any engaged. sort of engagement will work for her she <laughs> just, just needs to tell her mom christmas something. is coming i just if someone could just please propose before you oh god you know that's coming now well and i did the bad thing where i was feeling bad for myself so i did the emotional cutting where you Google. oh you did I not did. oh well, because none of my exes oh. are even on the social medias. Okay. And the only one that I really care about that like destroyed my faith in the universe forever and ever. Uh last time I checked in, he was married and had a baby. Um, but he's not on and then but his wife is. Oh wow, you're a serial stalker. Serious oh, stalker? Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Oh, some kind of stuff. I can find out anything in like 10 seconds. People That's will be frightening. like, find my new boyfriend's ex-wife's. And I'm like, on it. Got it. Yeah, so wait, it. what happened though? Oh, no. So now there's a new baby. Oh, and a puppy probably. No. Oh, Ooh, no. that's a really good point. Because you, yeah. One of my friends pointed out that he's not wearing a ring in any of the pictures. <laughs> well, so his, it turns out his sister started a photography business. So then there was a whole portfolio that I got to stock, which was really annoying. Wow. Um, it's mostly because he should be like on fire in a ditch somewhere and not happy and married right. for what he did to me. Oh, so sorry. Yeah. It's a little bit. I've had cell block tango in my head for a couple of days. Um, but yeah, so I discovered that there are Thanksgiving pictures where I'm looking delightful. But yeah, apparently not wearing a ring in it. So hmm. wearing jeans and matching and I'm white that button they... downs. No, actually, no color scheme, which was nice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but then of course all my friends on the group chat are just analyzing. Well, their body language is very awkward. Oh They're my standing god, like that this, is so like, funny. The way her boob folds like that is weird. And what's up with her roots? And da -da 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 -da. so I was like, this is the kind of friend support I need in life. Yeah. And then I'm like, and then I found this one, and they're like, stop doing this. And I was like, I know, I'm so sorry. It's a terrible thing to do. And then someone was like, I bet they just had the baby to save their marriage because oh. they fucking hate each other. And I was like, oh, one can dream. You just don't want to believe that someone that could be like the monster of all monsters to you could actually just like be a normal human to someone else. Because well, then know, it might be you. I think sometimes people learn lessons because they're monsters to somebody and they like learn from that and then they're not a monster that to was the always, nice person. That, that's always been my biggest like complaint about it is that I feel like I got all his ugly out on me yeah like he got it all out on me and now he's like a normal human like he just had to be had to vent, get it all out yeah just like eat a soul did he then... ever apologize to you uh, 
he kind of tried to. Like, I had to really run away. That's when I moved to Texas randomly for like a year. I remember. Oh, so it's that guy. Changed my numbers. That guy's the one with kids? Yes. I know, right? Oh, that's surprising. Because he was kind of a jerk face. He was a horrible person. Yeah. Nobody liked him. No. It got to the point where literally none of my friends, they were all like, we're not coming to your wedding. Like, he's the spawn of Satan. And I was like, yeah. But 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 we've gotten this far. He's like 6'3". Like, he's just the perfect height. I can hug him and, like, my head just fits right under his chin like every girl wants. It's perfect. Mm. Yeah, horrible. Don't date Canadians. Don't date twins. (laughs) Don't date twins, first of all. Oh, yeah. He was a twin. Yeah. Identical. Oh, I thought you meant like both twins. Oh, no. Oh. (laughs) No, but they either hate each other to the point where it's like dysfunctional and ruins everyone's lives, or they're so obsessed with each other that it's also dysfunctional. What were these two? Uh, They were more on the hate side. Oh. Yeah. All right. And then the fucking brother's married, too, to this really unattractive girl, which I think is really weird because he was one of the more superficial human beings I've ever known. And he did have a really pretty girlfriend when we were all hanging out. Maybe he learned a lesson, too. Maybe he did. Maybe they're all, like, the nicest people now. They all go to church now. But I remember he was always, not the brother, but the boyfriend was always like, let's just have a baby. And I was like, you know, I am getting, I am nearing 30. I should probably have a baby. I don't want to freeze my eggs. And then I was like, I I'm not going to be able to, like, date as an over 30-year-old person, let alone one with a fucking spawn of Satan on its hip. So, thankfully. So, he wanted to have children but not get married? Um, No, he wanted to do both. Okay. Well, thank God you didn't, though, huh? Thank God I didn't. Yeah. It was very weird because we lived together while we decided we were breaking up. But I was like, I'm waiting till our lease is over. <laughs> So there was a solid six months where we knew it was ending, like uh-huh. literally on a day, like in March nice. of one year. And it was just so weird. Lisa's up, Bob out. Right? But like some days we'd be like, what are we doing? This is crazy. I love you. And then other days it was like, I can't fucking wait. Get out of here. I used to call my friend Lauren in Texas because she's an attorney. I'd be like, I just have to figure out how to get him close enough to the edge of the balcony that it looks like an accident. <laughs> she's like, as your attorney, I advise you not to do this. <laughs> yes. Anyways, I'm totally normal to date, I promise. Thanks, guys. Yeah, so, yeah. Give me a call. <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> Super um, not available. What's the word? What is that when you talk about somebody being like a great match? There's a great personality? No. But I don't, I don't remember. Anyway, she's a peach. She's a keeper. Yeah. Just about to find the right person. Learned all my lessons. All the lessons are learned. Yeah. So. Do now. we have a topic today? We're just going to. Shoot the no, shit. No, I think that's good. I mean, I'm good. We just so, do a real short 15 minute yeah. call it a night. I just really wanted to talk about my problems. And <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. I, Bye. I, I did just drink a giant Red Bull, so we should probably carry ah, on for a little while. Wants to talk about all the things. Let's talk about everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go run around the block real fast. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> Whew. Really psyched. Uh, yeah, I'm going to talk about in my tradition of being completely relevant and topical cholera <laughs> it's a dangerous disease everybody because when was the last time you thought about cholera probably yeah. not recent yeah so. and you should think about it because it's happening and i like covering on things that people aren't talking about well it does make it more interesting it does because i mean we've all talked about ted bundy Ta-da. you know honest to god right then i was thinking because everybody's talked about ted bundy it's weird <laughs> Love him. But it's because everybody's talked about Ted Bundy. I love you, Ted. <laughs> or our 
who's our resident favorite serial killer, Ed Kemper. <laughs> Someone wrote on Facebook today that they were like, you guys, we should not be like glamorizing these people. <laughs> like imagine if he killed like your mom. And then I wouldn't be on a Facebook murder page pretty talking much. about Ed Kemper. I'm probably pretty good. Yeah, I don't. I think I'd be pretty much good with murder. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. So, yes, I do. Thank you, universe, that I am fortunate enough to have not had anyone close to me murdered so that I am able to enjoy madness. Yes. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to talk about cholera. Uh, what is I... cholera, Valentina? Oh, it's this really fun <laughs> party disease. It's a party in your pants. It's, it's, it is. <laughs> I don't think you should wear pants when it's happening. You to might you. as well not. Don't. Um, <laughs> so it's spring break this year, because I still call it spring break. I went to Mexico and I got this fantastic book called The Ghost Map: The Story of London's Most Terrifying Epidemic and How It Changed Science, Cities, and the Modern World. If you wondered if Valentina was a nerd or not, oh god, yeah, that's your answer. I don't read a lot of fiction. I like a lot of really nerdy books about really terrible things. It's uh, fabulous. And that, but that's when I bring you my best tidbits. That's right. So it's by Stephen Berlin Johnson, and I highly recommend it. It reads like a just, if you like gross, crazy, how did they live like that? It's better than Love in the Time of Cholera. Probably. Everything's better than that. No book. offense, GGM fans, but that man. <laughs> Most boring book ever. talk. But again, like I said, I can't remember if it's. Love of the Time of Cholera or 100 Years of Solitude that I actually really liked and then it turned on me. It but. just kept going on and on and on and on. They're both like The story like that. was fine, but it was just, God, you could have said that in 15 pages. You didn't need to go on. <laughs> and Fernando's in love with Edwina. And then they got on a boat and then they left the boat and then they went to this town and then they got on another boat. <laughs> Whoever's Jesus. maybe translating it is more <laughs> In Spanish, it's super quick. <laughs> right. <laughs> they do talk faster. Um, okay, so, oh, and we also get to talk about Jon Snow. <gasps> the Jon Snow? No. Oh. Not the bastard. Not the, <laughs> not the guy who knows nothing. This Dr. Jon Snow knows a lot of things, and he saved a lot of people. Uh, so the way that this book worked was the two central protagonists are Dr. Jon Snow, who was the one who created the map of the cholera cases and eventually figured out what was causing it. When was this? When was it? Oh, I'm so sorry. This was in 1854. Oh, okay. So very timely. Yeah. Super current. Yeah. You probably just read about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just in the Times. Um, Victorian London. Uh, it's also known as the 1854 Broad Street cholera outbreak. Um, and so the other big character in the book is Reverend Henry Whitehead, whose extensive knowledge of the local community helped determine the initial cause of the outbreak. So these two guys teamed up and figured out what the fuck was going on. Uh, it was arguably the deadliest in London's history. It literally decimated the western side of Soho, killing more than 10% of the population not there. Not Soho? I know, not Soho. That's where the cool people are. <laughs> not in this time. Uh, it killed more than 10% of the population there in a matter of eight days. Holy shit. Right? So, what? yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Duh. 1854, London. It's disgusting. It's so just gross. in general, not yeah. because of cholera. Just no, it's lack August. Of sanitation. It's August hot. in London. It's, gross. it's okay. hot. It's so crowded, uh, and it's not sanitary in any fucking way, shape, or form. You guys have. I mean, it's probably like some parts of India are now. Probably. Yeah. 
Because I've heard things. But, like, it's unfathomable, I think, too. Like raw sewage running in the gutter and, yeah. Do you want to just, do you want to tell that story? No, I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. That's what it's like in (laughs) India right now. Uh, So mid-1800s, there were approximately 300,000 horses in London, which equated to 1,000 tons of poop a day. Just from the horses. Uh, and the city tried employing kids to run around and scoop it up, but, like, they couldn't even keep up. But, like, cool job. Cool first job. This I actually didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I taught riding lessons. What did you do? I picked up poop, which is actually pretty close to what I did. Um, so this was an interesting quote that I'd actually not heard. The air itself was generally filled with soot and smoke. It was famously said of the sheep in Regent's Park, which, hello, there were sheep in Regent's Park at one point, which is crazy. Uh, that you could tell how long they'd been in the capital by how dirty their coats were. They would arrive white and then basically turn black over a period of a few days. That's how gross it was. If you're a respectable person, you had to wash your face and hands several times a day during the day to make sure that you looked half decent. And you had the stench from the block drains and cesspools below houses. It really wasn't a pleasant experience. But unlike the super duper poor today and the homeless, uh, people have made little jobs for themselves. So you had what were called the Toshers. <laughs> Was that a dig at the homeless? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe find some scrap metal. Come on, Bob. Oh, that's good don't shit. Don't just sit there with your sign. Um, Toshers. Wow. Yeah. Toshers went out in the early mornings with lanterns strapped to their chest and these giant velvet coats with lots of pockets and a giant pole so to balance because they were walking through like the gross river banks of the Thames. Uh, so they're wading through all this muck looking for fucking bits of metal. So that was what a tosher did for literally like 10 hours a day. They're out there looking for metal. Then you get the mudlarks. And I love that these all have names. These are usually children dressed in tatters and they gathered the shit that the toshers didn't want. Bits of coal, shards of wood, like little bits of rope, whatever. Then in, and those are also on the banks of the Thames. Then you have what are called pure finders. Because back in the day, dog shit was called pure. So these are people that went around the city to collect pure and then sell it to the tanners. Oh, for they, the hides. For, yes. Yeah. And this is so disgusting. So to remove the hair from a hide, you soak it in lime mm-hmm. for weeks. And then to get the lime out of it, you rub dog shit on it. Apparently. Well, yeah. So just think of like burning hair, lime, Animal hides and dog shit. Like, what a what a great job. What an awesome leather jacket you have on right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, bone pickers, pretty obvious. They went around looking for corpses of any kind. Uh, then you had sewer hunters, also self-explanatory. They were down. There's a movie coming out about that, I think, sewer hunters. I think that's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Oh. Uh, that's raw sewage. And I wrote raw sewage plus kerosene lamps equals awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about the sewers. So, London, yes. start of the 19th century, it was basically everybody, every building had a cesspool. It's out in the backyard. Uh, they're brick chambers about six feet deep, four feet wide. Um, yeah, ideally in the back garden. But if you're in central London, you probably don't have a very big garden. So it might be in your basement. Uh, and then above the cesspool is where your household privy or toilet would be. And that's literally your sanitary facilities. Uh, they were built to be porous so that the liquid part of the waste was meant to seep away into the ground. They mm. didn't know about bacteriological contamination, obviously. 
Um, but you did have a residue of solid matter that was left. And this is called night soil. How did that not stink your entire house up? It fucking did. Oh, it stunk man. up the whole city. Yeah. I think it's either the great stench or the big stench that it was called for like a good solid like 100 years in London. So night soil men, also a job. Uh, really well paying job. Sometimes it was... Um, like day laborers that wanted to make extra money on the side. Sometimes this was just full-time guys, independent contractors hired by the city's landlords to remove the overflowing night soil from the cesspools of the buildings. Uh, you had to do it in the night because it was by law because the stench of venting a cesspool was too Aww. disgusting, disturbing to do during the day. So <laughs> what they would have to do... Um, it was usually a team of, like, four guys. Um, usually the cesspools would be, like, overflowing or, like, over the level of wherever the toilet was. So you had to <laughs> scoop it out. They had these, like, wicker tub basket things. Uh, and so this team of guys with their ropes and pulleys and whatnot would scoop out all the poop and then load it into carts. Um, and then as the pit got deeper and deeper, they would like put a ladder down there. Someone would literally like climb down in the shithole and like ferry buckets of shit out to the next guy. And one guy actually died. He drowned, which is handsome. He drowned in shit? Yeah, I believe his name was Richard the Raker because they used to call it, I think, something. Richard the Raker. Yeah, he drowned in shit, which is actually the worst way to go i'm pretty sure um so then they would sell the excrement to farmers so of course there's a great analogy there of course of like the city sending its shit to the farms to make the plants grow and then human shit to make the plants grow yes okay that sounds like a bad idea. They were very smart. Um, so well, then they started charging too much money. So the landlords would just not hire them for years. <clears throat> uh, like one article said, and this was an article of a like a builder in that era that like went to remodel some house, and he found uh, the basement was three feet deep in shit. Okay, so two things. Yeah. Whenever you think that you're having a bad day, <laughs> just remember, hey, we have flushing toilets and sewer systems. Period. Could, That's could, all you need you to know. You a night soil, man, yeah. in another life. Yeah. Um, Did I say two things? Because I forgot what the other thing was. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that should cover everything. That one thing was good. <laughs> it counts double. <laughs> um... So sometimes it would overflow so much from the toilet and the cesspool uh, up to six inches in the yard. And so to walk back and forth, they would just pile stones, like paving stones, higher and higher so that you would like jump from stone to stone in the, like a sea of just shit. And how does this relate to cholera, Valentina? Well, they weren't living very sanitarily, <laughs> if you will. Uh, yeah, so obviously that was a problem. In 50 years, so from the turn of the century, uh, there were about a million people in London, which I think at the time they considered like a 30 square mile radius. Uh, and then in 1851, the census was 2.4 million. So the city almost tripled in 50 years. Mm, so that But was their sanitation system did not. Sure didn't. Advance, okay. Neither did their ability to bury their dead. So there were fields, um, where they would 
try to dig big holes, especially for poppers. Right. Potter's fields. Fuck things. those guys. Right. Um, one of the burial fields uh, that was actually in the part of town that became super trendy eventually. Um, it was a field set for 3,000 corpses. At one point, it reached 80,000. So that's, there's not room for that. There's no room for that. This is so gross. I remember like putting my book down, like as I'm laying out in Mexico, being like, oh God. Uh, and then of course I'm going to tell like the person next to me, listen to this, it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one grave digger at that particular field reported to the London Times that he had been, quote, up to my knees in human flesh, jumping on the bodies so as to cram them into the least possible space at the bottom of the graves, in which case fresh bodies were afterwards placed so he's literally like that's incomprehensible like beyond unacceptable beyond unacceptable I more mean, unacceptable you're than crunching the... dead bodies with your bare like own person and like they're rotting gross flesh no no ma'am um so let's talk about water uh oh but so there was this weird thing that they had back then that smells and the air was really bad for you called miasma or miasma. Um, so the problem was that people thought that the air was what was making people sick or that was wrong or bad. Um, so because they were so stressed out about the stench, they're just like dumping shit in rivers and dumping bodies and burying them. Like it just... They're doing all the things wrong. <laughs> They're doing all the things wrong. They are. <laughs> so your water supply, because you don't have plumbing, so you need, think about all the times you use water during the day, which you realize when you go camping, which you don't. Um, so washing, cooking, cleaning, laundry, drinking as well. Um, there's usually a standing pipe that's provided by your landlord. So like in a courtyard or some of them were city provided and they were out on the street. And the idea was that they went deep enough into the ground that the water was actually pretty pure. But we know better. <laughs> um, but the problem was the water supply would only be turned on for like two or three hours a week. So then you had like hundreds of people queuing and fighting at the standpipes in the slums of London to try to get water. And I mean, how are you going to wash? Because like... You're trying to take buckets up to like your fifth floor, like garbage flat. And I'm moving to the country. That's what I'm doing. Seriously. Yeah. So, our the city livings for the birds. Disgusting. So, the story centers Figurety and Liberty. <laughs> if you play that backwards, it makes sense. Uh, figuratively and literally on the infamous Broad Street pump. Uh, it was public, free, and considered a safe source of drinking water. Uh, it was a well beneath Golden Square, which was a very popular part of town. Um, but in the last week of August of 1854, many residents of Golden Square suddenly took sick and began dying. Their symptoms included upset stomach, vomiting, gut cramps, diarrhea, and racking thirst. Uh, mm. It was fast, whatever this illness was, sometimes within 12 hours of onset you would die uh, and very fast in spreading to new victims. Um, 70 fatalities occurred in the first 24 hour period, most within five square blocks and hundreds more were in danger. You could see the dead being wheeled down the street by the cartload. 
wield hot. Um, <laughs> that's hot. Is that what you said? <laughs> that's hot. So yeah. Also, it's like a thousand degrees. It's hot there. It was summer. It does get hot in London in the summer. I'd, I've been there in the summer. It does get it's very, very strange. hot. Yeah. Um, so people started to figure out that it was cholera. It had uh, been in Britain before in the 1830s and 40s. So like 10 years before. (laughs) Right. Uh, I think one of the times it killed about 8,000 Londoners. Um, it came over from India and Asia. Um. I'm not going to say anything about that. No. Mm -mm. Uh, the miasma thing. Yep. And then Jon Snow, um everybody dying everybody dies it was great um and then they had all those cemeteries that were already overly full yeah it's disgusting and yeah so yeah it killed more than 500 people in 10 days and so he was the one Mm. that figured out i think it might be this water pump because people back then used to think like maybe it's the doctor that's just taking it from house to house but then if the doctor doesn't like sit and have a glass of your water, he's not going to get sick. And then they realized um, there was a brewery that was in the same region as this pump that should have served this pump, but it didn't. Um, and all the workers there were given a daily ration of beer to drink. And so they always drank beer and never water. And ah. none of them got sick. And there was a so work. fermented out. I yeah. yeah. So then there was a workhouse there that had 530 inmates um, oh. And only five of them got sick because it's the only time it's good to be in the workhouse. <laughs> yeah, they had their own well. So this doctor and this reverend are figuring this out. Bing um, bong boom. <laughs> oh, and then <laughs> you know that's how I feel about death. <laughs> Life is short. Shorter for some than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a woman. There was a widow who lived out of town. Uh, she retired out of town. She used to live right by Broad Street. It grew an affinity for the water. Apparently it was a delicious water. And her relatives would send her barrels of it. And the last delivery arrived on the 31st of August. She drank it and died on the 2nd of September. So that also helped kind of cement Dr. Snow's case that it was this one fucking pump. Um, so he basically had the handle, had them take the handle off. And by that time it was already kind of on the decline, mostly because it had killed so many people, but then it sharply stopped. So they figured out that that was what it was. He never really figured out what, I think he died something like three months later of a heart attack or something. Um, but I don't think he ever quite figured out exactly what it was. Um, so it is a waterborne disease. It's produced by the bacterium Vibrio cholera, and it's transmitted via contaminated water sources. Mm. And this is where the disgusting phrase, the fecal oral route, comes up. And that's the last time I'm on You know, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that phrase. The fecal oral Even in just like, like the last two months. It's gross. Yeah. People should stop talking about it so much. It's true. Um, so what does it do <laughs> what does this mean okay so what it does it's a bacteria and you will get infected because someone's fecal matter has come in contact with the water that you're about to drink um, and the bacteria is in there it reaches your small intestines and then using little swimmies uh it propels itself through little the, swimmies little swimmy flagellas <laughs> or flagellums flagella that's the plural come on um 
propels itself through the thick mucus that lines the small intestine to reach the intestinal walls where they can attach and thrive. And then once they land, they start exuding this toxic protein that gives the person a watery diarrhea by basically pulling out all of the chloride ions, I believe. Interacts with host cell mechanisms to pump chloride ions into the small intestine, creating an ionic pressure, which prevents sodium ions from entering the cell. The chloride and sodium ions create a saltwater environment in the small intestines, which through osmosis can pull up to six liters of water a day through the intestinal cells, creating the massive amounts of diarrhea. There's going to be a quiz on this later. Completely. I need you to know all of this. <laughs> I think she said all of that without taking a single breath. <laughs> So basically, it pulls water from every part of your body and just gets rid of it. Like, your blood becomes this thick black sludge, which is disgusting. Um, you eventually get what's called rice water stools, which... That is a band name right there. My new band name. Rice, rice water, water stool. Stools? Yeah, I think that's Maybe. Kind of a good one. Either that or ionic pressure. I like that one a lot. <laughs> hmm, there's, I mean, there's a plethora. Yeah. Um, so... They really shouldn't be called stools because they're fucking water. It's just rice water. Let's just leave it at that. Um, and an untreated person with cholera can produce 10 to 20 liters, which is three to five U.S. gallons of diarrhea a day. So think about they already have a sanitation problem. It's just shooting like intestinal water out of your body. At right. A rate and there's, that no but one what do you do with it? Because it's already a mess. Everybody's sick. People Literally. are dying all over the place. Everything just has got yeah, to be Yeah, like so how disgusting. are you ever not going to not contaminate everyone Everything. you live with? Yeah. They think it came from like one baby. I mean, I don't know. Damn babies. The baby came back from Asia. I don't know what's going on. But uh, the mom had cleaned the baby's nappies in the basement cesspool. Uh, and then they realized there was a huge leaking connection between this person's home and their beloved Broad Street Fountain. Or pump or whatever it was called. Oh, yeah. Blame the baby. Why don't you? Jesus. Yeah, basically. That doesn't so this fair. baby died and then freaking everybody died. Um... So you get so dehydrated. I mean, five gallons. That's a lot. That's like, how many ounces is that? <laughs> this is, Alexa. This, this is 12 ounces. Yeah. That's not what you were asking. Okay, no, it's not. <laughs> Alexa, how many ounces in a gallon? 128 ounces. Is in one gallon? Yes. That doesn't sound right. Oh, I guess, no, I guess that makes sense. Okay. So that's 10 cans of Red Bull times five. Oh, wow. 50 cans of Red Bull leaving your body a day. I'm that's sure there's a better. Unacceptable. I'm sure there's a better. There's my new term for, for everything since last week. That <laughs> is unacceptable. Unacceptable. <laughs> um, inconceivable. Mm. <laughs> uh,. Yeah, so your fingers shrivel up, your eyes sink in your head, your blood turns to sludge. Um, you're, you can also vomit up some of this. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Cold, clammy skin. You start to get kind of blue looking because you're getting your blood pressure. Your blood pressure is dropping. You open your mouth a little wider when you speak. You need to enunciate your words. So muscle cramping, weakness, altered consciousness, I would hope. Seizures Seriously. and coma. Uh, so what did they do? Of course, they gave them um, opium, which why not? Because 
at least, I guess, go out with being less miserable. Um, yeah, violent vomiting and purging. Uh, now, in more modern times, they have what they call cholera cots that are, it's actually just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cot and it's got a hole. I'm saying no. Yep. Right now. I a hole in a bucket yeah. and then they can measure how much fluid you've lost so they know how much to replace. So there's that to look forward to. Uh, and of course, because they thought that like bleeding was a remedy for things. They tried that and they're like, oh, we can't get any blood out of these people. It's just this black sludge. Uh, so they were trying to give them brandy, um, opium. Uh, they had a bizarre bunch of remedies that most of them were not mostly counterintuitive. Um, not counterintuitive. Counter... Productive? Productive? That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> Because alcohol is just going to dehydrate you more, right? No, alcohol gives you strength. Mm. <laughs> alcohol kills germs. It makes you witty and funny and charming <laughs> at parties. And it makes you really loud and annoying on podcasts. And then we delete those episodes. Um, <laughs> we delete nothing. Okay, so the cholera outbreak from 1848 to 1849 killed approximately 54 to 62,000 people. Okay. And then the outbreak in... 1854 that we're talking about killed an estimated 31,000. So it's a lot. A lot of people. So they did try to clean up a little bit, but <laughs> uh, sadly, I can't say that everything got cleaned up in 1854 and then London was perfect from then on. It took a lot longer, especially because Dr. Snow didn't exactly figure out why this was happening. Uh, he, they didn't quite figure out. They figured out that water could have bad things in it. Um, so they eventually began to work on sanitation for the city um and now i think they're they're pretty okay with it well i think you gotta, like i've been to london since then I, i'm okay i was but, in london in the 90s and i'm still alive yeah you're fine we're yeah. fine um so today according to the world health organization researchers have estimated that each year and this is current 2017 that there are 1.3 to 4 million cases of cholera a year but most of those are infected with, uh, will have n no symptoms or mild symptoms and can actually be successfully treated with just oral rehydration. So, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Why was it so devastating before? Now it's not. Because you just, just needed clean water. Oh, okay. And not just water, but like. So the when they were drinking water back then, it was like they were just re they were just infecting themselves. Basically. Okay. There was no clean water. I mean, right. Drink beer. Right? Yeah, but that dehydrates you. But you're not going to die of cholera. So, <laughs> so with 1.3 to 4 they million cases a year, there are only about 21,000 to 143,000 deaths worldwide due to cholera nowadays. Um, except there's been two really bad revisits from this bitch of a disease. Uh, 2010, Haiti had that big earthquake. Mm -hmm. um, and courtesy of the Nepalese, uh, the UN workers. No the, offense. Yeah. I mean, sure you didn't mean to. Uh, a bunch of UN workers from Nepal brought it over. Um, and all told, uh, 9,985 people died. Uh, with the majority of them in Haiti, a few in the Dominican Republic, a few in Cuba, and a few in Mexico. And then, well, and now we're actually still in it. 
In October 2016, an outbreak of cholera began in Yemen because there it happens when usually a civilization just descends into obviously like with an earthquake or with war where sanitation does go out the window and everyone is like either displaced from their homes and their normal sanitary systems. So it's what who World Health Organization is calling the worst cholera outbreak in the world. Um, in Yemen, they're about, uh, what are we, this December 2017? They're about to reach the millionth case. Oh, my God. With about 3,000 deaths. So that is a bit of a problemo. So another reason to be grateful. You don't live in Yemen. Yeah, maybe send them a dollar or two. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so that, that goes against our theory about only taking care of the animals. Yeah, don't. So, so I bet they have, oh, and animals can't get caught. Well, so there are animal versions of cholera, but they don't get our cholera. But shellfish, which this makes sense since it's a waterborne disease, the shellfish can harbor it. No pun intended. <laughs> it's a terrible pun. Harbor. Get it? <laughs> um, so sometimes, occasionally, I think shellfish can carry it, but I don't think you need to be worried about them. But anyways, that's the horrible... <laughs> Horrible quick summary of cholera in 1854. So if you are interested in... Yeah, if you want to be more grossed out and actually hear the dirty deets, uh, it's The Ghost Map by Stephen Berlin Johnson. Thank you, Mr. Johnson, for your fantastic (laughs) contribution to my bookshelf and to my life. And to literature. And to literature. And thank you, Dr. Jon Snow, for knowing something. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Sanitation and clean water is a big issue in the world still. So yeah. I would not be surprised if some other crazy outbreak of this happened like in Nairobi oh, or in no. any place where there's like Brazil where there's large slums where people have no sanitation. Oh, yeah. It's no, crazy. when I was on the World Health Organization, they're big. There's a <laughs> global task force on cholera control uh, published its global road map to 2030 when they hope to have 90 percent of it gone cholera yeah Yeah, what did i say no it's just because i mean in general like oh my god clean water and sanitation is a huge issue around the world and i mean that's one of those things that we so take for granted here and we are so fortunate to have the sewer systems that we have and just even the water yeah we're too lucky because we don't think about it and we just fucking dump everything yeah that's true that's why you get the giant plastic thing that's floating in the ocean. The sea of plastic garbage. Stay tuned for future episodes. Seriously, it's on our list. Yeah. Yeah, I just watched some horrible video on Facebook where they were opening up some like mahi mahi. No, that's a dish. That's not a fish. That is a fish. Is it? Yes. Oh. Well. And they just pull like so much plastic out of its stomach. Have you seen the turtle with this this straw up its nose? Oh, oh, it's terrible. Can't Stop throwing away straws, people. No Stop straws. Stop using everything. Them. Just use just straws. Just go just, hide in a coal just, and don't affect the planet come on, anymore. Humans, you're killing. Get your everything. shit together. Yeah, it was interesting though. They were saying <laughs> that um, all mammal species could vanish from the earth and it wouldn't affect shit. But if all the bacteria in the world left, we would be here for like a year. Yeah, because we need the right. So we have the bad other. bacteria, like yeah. the cholera, but there's also like so much good bacteria. Yeah, we're filled up with it. We are. Yeah. So there's that. 
We're Sleep just, well, everyone. We're just cucumbers with anxiety and bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, well, I've talked for at least seven hours, so we'll talk to you guys yeah. later. Bye. Now that we know the history of cholera and London sanitation systems. Be thankful, everyone. When yeah. you have a tummy ache next time, be like, this isn't going to kill <sighs> Nothing. me. Nothing. Nothing compared to the cholera. I haven't even lost close to five <laughs> gallons of liquid out of my body well, today. I'm also going to talk about an epidemic. Do a it. A modern epidemic. Do it. Of uh, modern day slavery. Ooh, gross. Okay, so I started looking at this, and then um, I decided I'm going to stay away from the whole sex trafficking and the sex labor, because that's like its that's own like bunch. series of episodes. There's so much shit going on there. And then child slavery, like I, they're around the world. It's like a yes. gnarly problem. And r- right now I was just listening to something this morning and they were talking about the slave auctions that are going on in Libya right now. And there's like actual what? like slave days, like auctions Liam of people. Taken. No, like of African slaves. Oh my God. It's crazy. Crazy. It's not like sex slaves. It's not like fancy Egyptian men buying white like girls. Amistad it's like fucking Amistad type slavery shit, shit going on. Crazy. So clearly humans are terrible. We really are. Um, but Bring back cholera. So I decided to try to focus on America, the United States, um, and 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 because we don't have that here. Modern right? times. Lots, 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 and lots here. In fact, the Bay Area is a terrible area no. for sex trafficking in particular but it's any major hub any major harbor area is Uh, a big problem because that's where people come in and out of yes um so still super prevalent again sex trafficking is probably the most common with and affects the most people but they say that in north america or in modern america there's about seventeen thousand five hundred foreign nationals and two hundred thousand americans being trafficked every year um, 80% of which are women and children, and not primarily that women and children number is sex trafficking. Gross. Um, people. Okay, but this is the weird part. So there's the range of worldwide there being between 21 million yeah. and 46 million people oh. currently being enslaved. Um, and so I think the, the most of the issue comes because there's no solid definition of what slavery is. That's like so there's one there's one school that says it's people who've been moved from one place to another. Oh. And or sold or forced into labor. And then there's there's another school that says no, they don't have to have been moved. They just have to be forced into labor in some way or another. That sounds um, pretty okay. Yeah. So I mean not okay, but it's not okay. It's an okay at definition. All. Yeah. So there that's I think why the numbers vary so widely because there's no solid definition of what it is. Um and because it's like a total underground market and totally secret and silent and so many people are invisible yes. in it, it's hard to estimate an actual number. So they kind of go by cases that they've discovered or reported and then they extrapolate extrapolate? Extrapolate. Big word of the day. Um <sighs> fucking big word. <laughs> Uh, um, oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> totally no, I can't focus. Uh, yeah, lost my train of thought. Extrapolate. Uh, what? No. Nope. Extra. Oh yeah. So they have to kind of guess, right? Yeah. That's the. That's what that's, they were saying about cholera too, because yeah. they were saying a lot of countries don't want to actually report their numbers because they don't want to ruin their tourism. Right. Yeah. Um. Anyway. That's the a lot major of hubs for it. trafficking in the U.S. and Labor Day, uh, Labor Day trafficking. <laughs> Labor trafficking. I fucking hate Labor Day trafficking. <laughs> Such a pain in the ass. The I'm worst. just trying to go on vacation. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm in an auction. 
<laughs> all these people. Um, but the worst, the, the states where it's most prevalent really are really great made. Yeah, uh, California, Nevada, New York, Florida, Ohio, and Texas are the biggest hubs for trafficking oh. humans mm. in the United States. Um, and they call they what it's it's labeled as what they define it as here is recruitment, harboring, transportation, provision, or obtaining of a person for labor or services through force, fraud, or coercion, um, and subjecting them to involuntary servitude, peonage, debt bondage, or slavery. Mm. And they and the most often the most places they find it is like domestic situations like maids, um, restaurants. Is it are we mostly doing it to other Americans? Um, it goes both ways. I think the sex trafficking is primarily other Americans, like that's the biggest number here, but the labor is often immigrants oh. who speak little to no English and who are promised like, Oh, you're gonna have a way better life and a better job and Oh, that's yada, yada, yada. They get you here. They take your passport. And then they tell you, well, you owe us $3,000 for the trip over here. And you owe us this money for that. And if you don't stay here and work, we're going to kill your family. And then you're just stuck. So they they keep you in this constant state of owing, yes. owing, owing. And you never see a penny. And it just gets worse yeah. and worse. Um, yeah. blah, blah. It's all bad. Okay, so domestic workers. Oh, I, I lied. Uh, Patty, now my favorite <laughs> record. Bye. <laughs> the most, the most common, common victims of domestic trafficking are women. Um, and the other thing that I learned that I knew about this because it actually happened at one of the places I used to go to um, was nail salons. Oh. Huge hub for slavery. Interesting. Crazy. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of these people are working 12 hour days and then they all go live in a tiny hovel behind the shop. And then they can't ever pay themselves. They can't back. ever pay themselves off. And they just, they don't have any money. So they yes. just stay and live in this weird cycle. Um, yeah, I feel like I've seen like a hundred shows, at least about sex trafficking ones. Like what was oh, Top of the, the Lake? Massage China parlors. Girl, wasn't that? I don't know. There's a whole thing about San Francisco and massage parlors. Oh, Tons. oh god it's well it's huge because the harbor <laughs> and the, yeah everything is bad all the the military the navy oh, I mean, just propagated in san francisco bastards. really really terribly um so what happens to a lot of labor trafficking victims they get here they are told they have to pay a recruitment fee to yes. their captors yes i have heard that um and then they get here to the u.s and then they are Basically, everything's taken from them. They're told they're in immense debt. They have to work it off. They don't get their hit passport back yeah. or they never even had one. And yeah, and they never get get, get it back. So um, law enforcement officials and their response to it, it's not always great. I think it's getting better. I'd like to say that people are becoming more aware of this as an issue. But um, they, especially with labor, like with sex trafficking, I think they're getting better, especially if the kid, if it's a kid, yes. they realize like if you're under 18 and you're working the street, you're Probably automatically not. a victim. Yeah. Even if you don't think you are, right. you're automatically one. Um, but when they get called to an agricultural site or somewhere where people are, you know, picking berries or right. where they're working in a in a home, oftentimes they, you know, you're an undocumented worker, you're illegal, and you're blamed for, um, right. yeah. So you you're seen as, well, you'll get deported, but you'll, I mean, or they won't do anything. Yeah. They'll just leave you there. Um, yeah, so there is. You might not even speak English. Yeah. To say, oh. Well, that's one of the key signs, actually, is like 
if you if you encounter people who can't speak English, seem like they're trying not to answer questions, like that kind of thing. Those are signs of people who potentially are. I don't even like people in that situation. I know, right? Yeah. Oh, wait till we start talking about sex trafficking, which will be another episode, and all the horrible things that people do to children across the world. It's terrible. Um, so I found a couple of stories that stay tuned for our Christmas episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be perfect. Do you know who made that T-shirt you're wearing? <laughs> Small Asian children. Little tiny hands. Little tiny hands. That Apple, that new Smells Apple Watch you got for Christmas. I love it. Made by people who they have to keep from jumping off the roof yes, of the building. Yes, they have to put nets outside. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Enjoy oh, oh, oh. the the profit. Of the joy, the something of your prop. I don't know. I don't know what the saying is. Enjoy all the presents you got that were made by the slave That's labor of others. <laughs> <laughs> it is now, damn it. Hashtag Patty Talk. So there's this one story from a woman from the Philippines. She. Oh, I feel like we get them a lot. What? Stories from the Philippines? Yeah, I feel like we're next to them a lot. Oh, well, and the Vietnamese, I think, are huge. Yes. Oh, yeah. But it's, I mean, the Burmese, are, it's now happening to them in India. Like, We're it's awful. just everywhere. It's yeah. Um, but she got stuck into it as a, being promised as a nanny when Ugh. she was 17. Um, she ended up being enslaved for three years. When she got to the U.S., they took her passport. They made it impossible for her to leave. Mm-hmm. She was threatened all the time, um, which is why she didn't try to run away. Um, but she finally did did get out um because she wrote she finally learned english and she wrote a note to another nanny asking for help so that's how she got out there was a family that was in uh 2015 i think it was in 2015 2016 in san diego that um got arrested for holding an indonesian woman against her will and forcing her to work 20 hour days for little or no pay (laughs) yeah they were so they were arrested in charge of trafficking Might as well be. Uh, but she's, she was enslaved in 2010 in Iraq. These, this family is from Iraq. Oh. So she worked for them there. And then they she, they said she was under employment for two years. So when she got done, she wanted to leave, but they wouldn't let her. And then they told her, you're coming to the U.S. with us. Oh. So they brought her to the U.S. They kept her documents so she couldn't return home. Um, yeah. Do where where does um, mail order bride stuff fit into this? Well, that, that I mean, that's not really. I mean, that's a whole different thing. I don't think it counts under the slavery or the trafficking thing because right. they're voluntarily putting themselves up for auction to be married. Oh, I suppose it's true. But what happens a lot of times is like they promise, oh, you're gonna come be a nanny or you'll be an au pair, yes. and yes, we're gonna bring you to the U.S. and then somehow you end up. Working I feel in like a strip I've seen club. a lot of SVU episodes about yeah, this. Yeah, and that happens. It happens regularly. But a lot of the people that are trafficked in the U.S. are actually U.S. citizens, and they're often, like, teenage yeah. kids. I watched a documentary about uh, child sex trafficking. Yeah. That they just, like, go in and nab runaways. Or uh, it was about back. They don't even have to nap them. What is they that? They get them to come with them willingly. That... But that's another episode because there's yeah, a right. whole lot around the sex trade. It's yeah. crazy. Um, but I just thought this was kind of an interesting thing because people don't often think about the people they're interacting with every day. And like, even the guys that are like selling oranges on the corner, or you don't know who's behind all of that, making sure that that stuff is all happening and why they're doing the thing they're doing. But the thing that really got to me was nail salons. And they did this big study and uh, the New York Times did in New York nail salons. Like, how can people be giving $15 oh, manicures about that. and actually ever be able to afford to live in the city? Like, 
it's a luxury and it's being sold for dirt cheap and yes. somebody's paying for that yes. and it's not the people who are getting the service done it's the people who are giving it yeah. um so there was a story of one woman who she worked that well, I think this is a pretty common story but she, they work for as an apprentice yep. for nothing for months on end to get the to get the number of hours they need to get their license they're and then once they get their license, they're told, hey, now you owe us for the license and the training right. and blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, so the one woman spent three months doing that for nothing. She got paid nothing. And then her boss finally told her, okay, we're going to start paying you because now you've finished your servitude right. or whatever. So she was all excited. They had a party. Oh, First payday, she finds out she's getting paid three bucks an hour. <gasps> um, she, and that's in New York she City. she ride horses? <laughs> Not anymore. She's an assistant trainer? Um, so one of the one of the the quotes was the idea of cheap luxury is an oxymoron. It doesn't exist. The only way that nail salons exist and manicures exist at the price they are in New York city is with someone else bearing the cost of your discount. And in New York city, the person bearing the cost is the worker and that's the person who can least afford it. And I would say that's true here too. I mean, pretty much across the board, that's the situation, right? Like tip those people. Well, well, or don't because they might be having to hand it right over. I don't know the answer. It's so fucking complicated because like on the other end, they end up getting deported yeah. and they go Is back to a horrible si- like that? i don't know it's just an awful awful situation i guess it should be up to them right like at least give them some sort of option and choice and i don't think actually a lot of the trafficking victims are deported i think a lot of them are just provided with services and and help to stay here oh, that's um, well. yeah i mean i don't really but who knows under the new oh, yeah. rules so god uh, <laughs> But because a lot of the salon employees also don't have documentation, they're super vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that they do often is, okay, you're not just going to work in the salon during the day, but at night you're going to be a prostitute. Oh, So Jesus. literally there was a salon I used to go to. I, I really want to stop using the word literally. Impossible. It's, oh, it's Everyone will, in terrible. 20 years from now, when we're inducted into the podcast Hall of Fame, People be like, oh, you can tell what year it was. Yeah. They just keep saying literally. Literally. It's like literally. But I used to go get my nails done at this place, and I would notice that there's – so there's like 15 18-year-old girls in there doing nails, right? Mm -hmm. And I was there late one night, like right before it closed, and they were all changing into (gasps) these super skimpy dresses. Really? And the clear heels. Where was the whole part of town? Foster City. Oh, my God. Yeah, right by Whole Foods. Oh, my God. It closed down. It got closed down. And I was trying to find news articles about it, and I couldn't find them. But I swear to God, at the time, there was. And the reason they got closed down was because it was a slave operation. Fucking crazy. Yeah, and it's not the Whole Foods. No. (laughs) The nail place. I'm not going to name the nail place because there are still some of that chain still open. But um, And I was watching it going, this is fucking weird. Like, are they going out for night out of town? What's going on? But they were totally dressed like they were working girls. And I was like... They were just doing nails a minute ago, and this is really weird. But that place actually got closed down. Oh, that's crazy. So this shit is happening, like, everywhere. Yeah. It's so nuts, and it's so terrible. And I did some volunteer work at one point with trafficking victims. Really? Yeah, which I'm, you're not you're supposed to talk about at all. You're a secretly nice person. I'm super secretly nice. What? I know. But it was it was crazy, and a lot of that was trafficking victims. So there was a couple that were labor trafficked. And it's it's really sad how terrified they are. Oh, I can imagine. Oh, my God. It's like they don't want you to know their real names. They don't want you anybody to know. I mean, they're terrified. And it's really sad that they're living this life like expecting somebody to come and nab them off the street. Right? You're in a country. You don't even speak the language. 
that would be just yeah terrifying. yeah terrifying i mean imagine yeah yeah so this happens a lot in new york pennsylvania new jersey virginia just outside of san jose california i mean trafficking here is i was also volunteering at this what is happening i don't like this person that's... <laughs> I do nice things. I know you, and I yeah. like you lots of. <laughs> You're way too nice for me, but there's a, a friend of mine who runs, who helps put on this anti-trafficking thing every other year. So we did one right around the Super Bowl. Oh, they did yeah. one a couple years prior to that, so it's every other year, and that's where I met the FBI guy who told oh. me that my nickname would be Trip. Trip. Yeah, so it was that whole thing. Um, and I totally forgot what my fucking. Oh, uh, but just are... they talk a lot about Oakland and what a huge problem human trafficking is in Oakland and on the streets and sex trafficking is a huge business here. It's Amazing. insane. Like, I yeah. don't, I remember I didn't see my first, I grew up in LA and I didn't see my first hooker until I went to a horse show in Fresno. And I remember. Those damn horse shows. Yeah. Do you remember Ramped Up? Did you no. ever go there? Mm -hmm. No. It was, uh, I didn't go to Fresno. I was an inventor. That's right. Totally different class. Yeah, of, but I remember we were like event. driving back from dinner and I was like, what are those? Oh, and I, those girls are dressed like sluts. I, I was running the other day in San Jose and I saw a girl in her pimp and he was terrifying. They're sitting at the bus station and you could just tell, like you can tell the dynamic between the two. Really? You can tell, easily tell. Um, and he's like mad dogging me as I'm running by because I'm huh. staring at them because I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. This is right across the street from my house. And then I ran back by and she was gone and he was still sitting there. Huh. And there's hotels all around right there. So I'm just like, oh, that really sucks. Poor thing. I know. Can I scoop her up and take her away? But the thing is, is oftentimes they don't want to get away. And, and, and they don't know something. any better. Yeah. So that's I just it's painful and it's very sad. So I decided to just stick with labor trafficking, which is also painful and very sad, but somehow a little maybe... Less, less child somehow rape. less yeah. child rape but so i wanted to name off some of the key flags that you can look for okay um if you are think you might be in a situation like that check your local nail salon for this nope. um are they living on the premises <laughs> does it seem like they're living in the back room or that they're living with their employer or is there poor living conditions okay. like you can kind of see sometimes they open they leave doors open and there's cots in the back and right shit. um Multiple people living in cramped space, inability to speak while they're alone with you or to speak the language at all. Um, answers are scripted or rehearsed. There are signs of physical abuse. Oh. They seem submissive or fearful. Show signs that their movements are being controlled. Have false identity or travel documents. Not knowing their home or work address. Oh. Have no access to their earnings. They're unable to negotiate working conditions. Work excessively long hours over long periods. And everybody in every one of those salons does that. Yeah. Um, have limited or no social interaction, have limited contact with their families, or think that they are bonded or in debt. Okay. Because they don't know the rules here. Yeah. And in their own country, that totally might be legit, you know? Yeah. Um, gonna, yeah. Yeah. So keep an eye out. Talk to the people around you. I mean, they're getting, like, a lot more awareness, like, for doctor's offices. If you go in the bathrooms, there's, like, signs in some of the bathrooms oh, about, yeah. like, if you need help. And it's in women's restrooms all the time, right? Because that's mostly the, well, the victims. That cool. I mean, well, I don't know. I haven't been in the men's bathroom, so there might be in there too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it says for a good time, go. Yeah. Oh, hey. Um, that was, I'm no, but for. it's like that cool stuff that they do at bars now too, where like if someone's harassing you, if you feel unsafe, you like ask for a certain drink. 
Have you seen this? No, but tell me because oh, I'm yeah, going out of town this weekend well, by myself. Bars, though. I will probably be at a bar. Whoa! Yeah, apparently there's these point. signs in bathrooms now, and it's like uh, if you ask for, and I'm going to butcher it, like a purple unicorn uh, shot, like the bartender will like call you an Uber or uh, like keep an eye on you or the bouncer will like. Could you imagine being that poor Uber driver who's like, some woman is trying to escape some creepy dude in the bar and the bar, the guy's following her out. I mean, like, what do you do in that situation? I don't, that, I don't know, but. I do. Okay. I'm going to tell you a terrible story that people Sweet. shouldn't know about me. What? People shouldn't know no, about you? probably not. That you're an Uber driver. I have a feeling one day Ian's going to listen to all these episodes and be like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, no, I wasn't an Uber driver. This is a long time ago. And I had a boyfriend that was chasing me down the street. Nice. Yeah. Yelling and screaming at me and I'm running away from him. I think I had jumped out of the car. And um, and somebody pulled over to try to help me. And then he comes running up behind me, and he jumped back in the car and took off. Oh, no. I was like, thanks, dude. Well, thanks for very, not very helping in any helpful. way. Yeah. You just made a so matter. So that's, like, that's totally what popped into my head when you're like, this, this poor Uber driver is like, oh, like, shit. Yeah. I didn't ask for this. These are all friends. <laughs> yeah. You and your purple unicorn drink. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm out. Yeah, well, um, Google it, everyone. Google Especially it. Especially girls. Yeah. So you can feel safe. Did you see that new skit on SNL that they did that was Welcome to Hell? No. Oh, it's like this girl pop band and everything's like unicorns and cotton candy. And they're like, yeah, guys, this is how our world is. Like, you don't even realize. Like, we go in groups because we're terrified. <laughs> you know, it's the, who who was the, Margaret Atwood was the quote that, you know, women, oh, yeah. men are afraid that They'll women be will at. laugh at them and women are afraid that men will kill them yeah uh it was basically that that like men have no idea the things that like how many times like we check our drinks and we have to be aware like where your friends are like if your friends been gone for too long you gotta go walk around and find them like stuff they just you know dudes don't have to worry about yeah i think about when i used to go to bars and hang out and maybe i don't know drink. why i'm not dead quite honestly but I was never paid any attention to any of that. I was like, oh, sure, you want to buy me a drink? That's Great. Yeah. I mean, I feel like. I should have been dead many times. Over oh, probably. yeah. There's times where I remember like Super waking lucky. up on lawns like in college and being like, oh, I guess I'll go back in the party. I do have to say, though, that I think I have in general been around men that or even boys. Yeah. My friends were always fairly protective yes and tough looking and i feel lucky and they were pretty decent for the most part so like yeah those things combined kind of help really tragic that to be able to say i feel like i only had like two acquaintances in college that uh, said anything about sexual assault do you hear that i think it's outside okay Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Sounds like there's some sort of domestic situation. Going there's a squabble on. happening. We there's might have to go. <laughs> we, we might have to go save a victim. Yes, the problem is I do live near a gas station, so it attracts and, people that want in a biker clubhouse. <laughs> Don't forget that. Most importantly, I'm the biker clubhouse. That's true. We're in the bike. Started my own thing. I don't need you guys. We're the purple unicorn. Purple unicorn. Everybody gets purple wings just for being nice. No, not being nice. You don't even like me anymore for having some nice qualities. Yeah. If you you have to snark on someone's post. Like I had to snark on some guy today that I don't remember what group it was in. I'm in two of my groups. 
that was like so excited just planned a oh i think it was like a child free group that i've somehow gotten wrapped up in try to make me feel better about my life choices uh that i didn't make my life but results i guess uh there's an amazing meme that's like the worst part about trying to like tell people like your story if you just met them is that you almost sound like you're endorsing the decisions (laughs) hey i in no way approve of my decisions i mean i moved to texas i I shouldn't have and i really i didn't think it through but that's what happened in 2011 uh and then this happened then i bought a horse um and that's where it all went wrong and that's where it all as it so often does yeah just don't people don't purchase the horse um no, what was I going to say? I'm just kidding. That? Purchase the horse. Before Purchase me. all the horses. Oh, this guy was like, yeah, so excited. Child free. Like, I can afford this trip. We just booked it. And we're going to go, like, Grand Canyon and then L.A. and then San Fran. And so people were listing, like, wineries and stuff they should visit, whatever. So I was like, yeah, you should definitely go to Del Dotto. It's the greatest winery in the whole wide world. And pro tip, never call it San Fran. Never, never. do that. Yeah. I still have people from like or Frisco jobs that will message me and be like, look at this person wrote San Fran. What do I do? <laughs> I'm like, oh, Frisco also not. So. I feel like Frisco has Mm-mm. like the Hell's Angels chapter for San Francisco is called Frisco. So I feel like there's a certain era that it was acceptable. Maybe that's why you're nobody else is allowed to. But like it. who else sings something about Frisco Bay? Uh, I think they call it San Francisco Bay. No, it's in a song. Frisco Bay. I don't know. Have Frisco Bay. Whatever. I feel I like know. there was an era that it was like hip. That. You know, it's really hard to hard to stay. It's just too much. There's too much just to know. I've forgotten more I than all. Barely can find my keys in the morning. I don't know what to call San Francisco. I usually <laughs> I usually call it the city. It's the city. Yeah. Or SF. But if you're from anywhere else and you go, oh, yeah, I went to the city, they're going to be like, what fucking city? Ontario? Like, they don't know. <laughs> Gross. Toronto? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not talking about Canada. Philadelphia? What are you talking about? What yeah. city did you go to? Did they do that in New York? Did they say the city? I think I called New York the city, too. So they're double confusing. But if you're, like, in the Bronx and you're going But if it's like LA, it's LA. It's not the city. Never. I'm going to LA. Not, I'm going to the city. Because no one actually lives in LA. <laughs> People do live. Well, they. Do. I don't know them. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking about come on. Okay. People yeah. I know don't live in the city. San Fran makes my Brentwood skin maybe. Crawl. Yeah, no, I don't like it either. Yeah, but anyways, th- so those are those are our tips for today, friends. Yes. <laughs> Keep an eye out for possible slaves. Help them get out of that situation. <laughs> something like a giveaway or like keep an eye out for something fun and cool happening. no but i do owe a few people mugs and i am a little bit delayed on buying packing materials for them so mm. they are still on their way out but probably not until after i get back from chicago which is next week and we have our new cute graphic that you came up with because that valentina was hating on me so hard i just don't like the plain do you one like, i saw those two girls and it's like oh my god that's perfect one has a cup of coffee and one has a wine glass I that's know. us and i was like why am i smoking <laughs> Well, just because I don't, I didn't you bother to hold it. I could actually get it out, but then I couldn't change her. I'm not but that you good couldn't, at But you have to hold your coffee cup, and I think in the drawing, it whatever. works. It and works. And I don't have a mole, but it's super cute on me. Yeah. So she might soon get one tattooed right there on her face. Soon so stay tuned for your mug, Terry. I owe you a mug. Oh, we're not gonna go through this. I don't know who else I owe a mug, but there's a couple people. And I have your addresses, and I'm almost ready to We're get them. We're coming for you. Yes. I'm going to deliver them on my motorcycle. Corey. I owe Corey a mug. 
my who God. let be our graphics. <laughs> let be. And I was like, oh, God, should we not change them everywhere? Are we changing them too often? I don't know. Tell me, Corey. Tell no, me. that one's that one's a keeper for now. Um, and listen to Sofa King podcast. Which podcast? Sofa King. Break, Do you like that one? Breakers podcast. <laughs> I love Breakers. It's a good story. I don't know that one. It's getting a little a little hairy right now. I need hectic. to make friends with more independent podcasters. Yeah, it's like a really cool like... post-apocalyptic serial drama. So it's totally different. Oh, I can't do drama. But they're like telling you a story, and it's pretty. It's pretty awesome. These like, guys are what's great. What's the uh, lore? I want to say is yeah the storytelling, and then there's the black. But that's tapes. a different story every week, and this is the okay. same story, just going like. Is it, it's this and guy's then journey? Black tapes. I, I haven't watched. Listen oh my god, the acting is abysmal. I'm yeah. so sorry. No. I don't want to hate. This is just one guy podcast. reading, so it's not oh, so no, much no, acting. No. But okay. yeah, no, it's really good. Um, all geeks aside, listen to Teddy's podcast if you like comic book characters. Um, if you need politics, I love all of the um, big name brand. I know podcast. all of the. Uh, she's a geek. Keep her good media. Yeah, Pod Save America. Pod and she's Save a liberal world. somehow. She's a conservative I'm liberal. I'm actually not. I know which is it's weird. really weird. Got to listen in on the other side. Yeah, but I, I mean, fucking love Obama. Come on. I think Obama changed her. He did. Yeah. Once you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, jeez. We almost got through. Yep, and of course I do my favorite murder, and I'm sorry if I talk like them sometimes. It's actually just part of my life. Uh, <laughs> and if it's you're just one of like, the 20 million people that doesn't know about it, or that came out wrong, you're 20 million people do know about it, but my dad wrote a porno. Still, probably my so favorite. So good. Really funny. Fucking epic. Uh, the Daily for news. You're Up just trying. I challenge you to find one independent podcast that you listen to the next week and talk about it next week. Was Dirty John? No, I don't think so. Mm, shit town no those are all sworn big 30 no. for 30 <laughs> espn a little tiny network no one's ever heard of it <laughs> anyway i'm sure i Sorry, forgot guys. a couple this week but um anyway have a great week everyone thanks so much don't get you. cholera don't get don't kidnapped get into slavery don't become a slave and reach out we love you bye